Welcome to Puck Talk CS. I'm Chives. I'm here with Steve. It's playoff season. The New York Rangers clinched a playoff berth without having to win a game. And that was earlier in the week. We decided to push the episode to Wednesday because there's a huge game coming up. Steve-O, how do you feel that the New York Rangers have clinched a postseason berth for the second year in a row? I'm doing great, Chives. I'm doing great. I mean, obviously, I'm not surprised. Nobody should. But it kind of stinks that we clinched on Monday night and, you know, we didn't get to do it ourselves. It wasn't like we won and we clinched and we got to celebrate. But it doesn't matter. We're in the playoffs. Everything is great. And we got a lot, a lot to talk about, including a big, 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 biggest matchup of the season coming up on Thursday. So, Chives, let's jump right in. Let's talk some puck. New York Rangers playoff bound. Now, the biggest question will be the seeding. That will be the big, biggest question, of course. We'll get a chance to take a swing at that on Thursday. Steve-O, just as a recap, Panthers game came out flat in the first. Real flat. Two shots on goal. I love the way Patrick Kane talks to the media, but I, I love his accountability. And, like, he's so – he's been around the block. And I actually – I think he might be a little bit – I would say maybe more well-versed than some of the veterans that were already in New York, which I really like. Like, I like what he stated. I don't think he's been phenom level, but I think his presence, you could see it's felt. Brought up the kid line again. He loves that. And I love that too because I think that that's a draw for Kane to be in New York. That was a draw for him to be in New York. And that's a good sign because, one, you can't bring Kane back or Tarasenko back because of the, the, the contracts of Miller, Lafreniere, Heedle. That's good because he sees the potential in them. He even mentioned that he wanted to uh, be, he wanted to go out before practice to shoot around with them. The thing about the kid line is, I saw. Maybe it's NY Rangers post or discussion. They put up a, a week-by-week takeaways, which I love that post style. And one of them was that when the kid line's clicking, they're on. And it's true. They've had some inconsistency. There have been periods this season where they take over. But that's exactly what happened in the postseason. And my feeling is that when push comes to the shove in the postseason, they'll be on the block again. They'll be around because Val kept mentioning the postgame. When they're matched up against another team's third line, they're better than them. Like, these are players that should be kind of filling in in the top six on most NHL teams. Maybe not a championship contender. I think that that would still be maybe a year or two away, but I do think they could. Like, Phil Heedle's a beast. Scored again last night. They Each of them scored in that game in against Florida. That's I want to bring that to where we're at right now because the kid line is going to be important moving forward. So in terms of the recap, Rangers defeated the Panthers. We know that. They defeated Columbus. That was as expected. And there's two sides to the story because I think one side is Gallant, Kane mentioned that the team's got to find ways to keep these games important to them. So, Steve-O, my question to you is the, the reason this Devils matchup is the biggest game of the year is because it's not the biggest game of the year. The biggest game of the year is most likely a playoff matchup against Carolina or New Jersey. And no matter what happens, the seeding will be decided very soon. We will know very soon who our playoff opponent is. And with that, we saw the Rangers play Carolina last week. 
and now we're seeing them play New Jersey this week. It's going to be very telling as to what to expect. Maybe not the pace, maybe not who's going to be playing well in those games. Like the postseason, anything can happen, but we sure as hell know, as Jacob Truba mentioned in a post game, or maybe it was a practice press conference, you got to peak at the right time. So, Steve O, Thursday's match, give me the scoop. Oh, my goodness. I agree 100% with you. Um, <clears throat> and listen, the Rangers had to take care of the Blue Jackets if they wanted to if they wanted to be in this position, and they did just that. You know, obviously, you look at last night, and a lot of fans say that's, that's an easy win. And fortunately, <clears throat> to me, it wasn't. I mean, you take a look at it. We lost to the Sharks. We lost to the Blackhawks. We lost to the Can- Canadians this year, all on home ice. So to me, that wasn't, but that was a game you had to win. And if you don't win that game, you're not in this position against the Devils. And, of course, this game is huge, huge for playoff seeding. I mean, Patrick Kane said it himself in a post-game uh, interview last night. <clears throat> he said that, you know, the team that has home ice, and he said playing in MSG, having the home ice on MSG, is huge, huge in a playoff series. <clears throat> and I agree. And I, mm-hmm. as a Ranger fan, I'd love to have that first round uh, home ice advantage like we did last year. And in Pittsburgh, you know, <clears throat> our downfall was in Pittsburgh, you know, in those games in yeah. Pittsburgh, you know, we did not play good hockey compared to the games uh, that we played on, on home ice. So, mm-hmm. And home ice really benefited us in game seven, I really thought. So you want that home ice. And this is this is a really, really important matchup to see who gets the, the home ice because the Rangers win on Thursday against the Devils, who, by the way, the Devils are not playing their best hockey right now. They took a tough loss to the Islanders the other night mm-hmm. uh, where they just got outplayed all around. So winning this game would mean a huge deal for the Rangers because now they move up to that that second spot in the standings in the Metropolitan. And I think, you know, it's obvious at this point. We know the Rangers are going to finish either second or third. You know, Mm -hmm. one kind of seems like a fairy tale unless we win out. Um, So, listen, I really, Chaz, I really, really, really want that home ice. But it's all going to start on Thursday. You know, I think... This is going to be the game of the year, but I also agree it's also not the game of the year, <clears throat> and I'll explain why. Because I think losing, losing to the Devils on Thursday, means we're gonna take the third spot <clears throat> and be on the road in the first round. But I don't think losing this matchup is the end of the world. Because then you now you know what you need to improve on for the first round. And I actually think teams that play the team that they're going to play in the playoffs right before the regular season ends, and they lose. I'll give you an example. I'll, I'll bring up, I know it's not hockey, but the New York Giants this year. That Christmas Eve matchup against the Minnesota Vikings, they, they lose a tough game. They played well. Come back in the playoffs, same situation, playing same team, and they smack them. So... I really think that losing this game is not the worst thing in the world. However, I the seeding is I think the seeding is more important. I want to win this game, Travis. Yeah. So two extensions, kind of to the very valuable points you made. Like anyone that's listening, Stevo just pegged everything right on the head, and I believe everything you stated. Couldn't have said it better. One covered, which I had to find a way to get this in here, Stevo. I cover Quinnipiac men's ice hockey, college hockey. 
I know they're the most like kind of random frozen four team, right? Or so it seems. Um, two things about that. One was in Bridgeport covering their regional. So the regional, it's completely separate tournament style than Stanley Cup playoffs, right? All in all, Bridgeport is only 30 minutes from Quinnipiac University. So they weren't the host, but it was basically a home game. I've never heard the crowd as loud as when Skylar Brindamore, Rod Brindamore's son, by the way, pretty cool. His son scored the second goal to put them up 2-1 to one against Ohio State in the regional final, which would send them to the Frozen Four. Point being, when the New York Rangers are on the road in New Jersey, as much as home ice is important, you're going to have fans in the building. Like, you're going to hear that. And that's motivating. Like, normally when you're on the road, like when they were on the road in Pittsburgh, you were not hearing Ranger fans. When you're on the road in Jersey, it's a bus ride. And Gallant said that. Gallant said, you know, it's a bus ride. Like, this is something that's not going to be taxing. You're not traveling down to Tampa back at right. So with that, I think there is, like, I would prefer home ice. You know, I think everybody does. They're going to play for that. But like you said, then they're going to learn if they lose. And I think the thing is, the only way you see if they learn is how they execute in game one. If they play them. And I think they probably will. Second thing, with that said, I will be in Amelie Arena doing play-by-play for our school radio, which is insane. Like, I can't believe I have that opportunity. Me and Tiva were just talking about it before the recording. So I'll be there for the Frozen Four, and I will have firsthand witness of Luke Hughes, who's on Michigan, Michigan playing Quinnipiac. It's funny because Sam Rosen actually mentioned this last night. He, uh, He brought up the teams and everything. Luke Hughes if he wins a national championship or loses, will automatically become a New Jersey Devil the next week. Do you know when that is? Either next week, right after, if Quinnipiac defeats them, so Friday, he would probably fly to Jersey, or the next week, which would be just in time for the playoffs. I think the Hughes brothers, as much as I resent them, I think they will be key in this matchup. Jack Hughes has kind of started to torment New York, especially the last two seasons. Like, it's like every time the Rangers play the Devils, win or lose, he scores. And Luke Hughes, I don't know if you've seen him in the World Juniors. He was the captain under Quinnipiac's head coach, Rand Pecknold. He mentioned it in his presser in Bridgeport, how great Luke Hughes is of a player. Like, he is a top-level player. And I think... Uh, you know, my hope is that he's not like a Kel McCarr that won the national championship and then immediately had an impact in Colorado or anything to that level because that'll be another factor. Like, the Devils aren't playing great right now, but, like, if they get, like, a youth infusion on the back end where it's, like, they can drop one of their defensemen that hasn't been playing well, the Rangers could be in trouble from that factor, too. So I just thought I'd mention those two things. Now, with that said, that does not affect tomorrow's game. steve what is the most important thing? for the Rangers versus Devils matchup tomorrow? Great question. Uh, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say I'm going to throw the kid line out there. I really want to see the kid line go up against uh, what the Devils have. Because, again, the Devils' first two lines, they're stacked. I mean, top line, you got Timo, you got Jesper Bratt. Second line, you got Jack Hughes, Andre Pilat, Dawson Mercer. I mean, but when you go down to the third line, you know, I'm really excited to see what the kids could go up against. I think it's Eric Haller, Thomas Tatar. 
I'm I'm really excited because again they're clicking right now, and I think it's pretty it's pretty impressive. And um, much like last postseason, Chives the the kid line stepped up and they played with aggression and they played great. They were assertive with the puck. They made the right plays, getting the puck into the offensive zone, getting every chance they got in these last few games. I mean, they've been our best line. I mean, their ability to work the puck down low on the offensive zone was on full display in that Florida game, in, in the game against Columbus. And it's pretty impressive, you know, and I think this is probably, from what I can remember, this is probably their best stint of the season, you know, and I really want to see them go out there and and, and play a really good game against the Devils. Uh, Lafreniere is playing great. Hedo is playing awesome. Kako, everybody. So, again, if we could keep the same style of play that worked so well in the playoffs last season, I think that's, re- that's really going to help us out, Chives. Um, and, and this is really – this is a good moment for the kids – you know, they're really spreading their win- wings and contributing to this team, especially when, you know, the first two lines to the Devils are just so, they're so deep. And unfortunately, when you take a look at it, you know, and I'll even say the Rangers' fourth line as well, Devils are not known for their fourth line. You know, that's not their strength at all. Um, so again, I'm looking to see what the the bottom six could do against this team. I think it's going to be a really big matchup uh, going into this. I don't know if you agree with me, but I'm going to say uh, bottom six chives. I think that's really most important. I love what do you have? Though. What do you have as as top 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 key to the game? I think kid lines right up there. Um, I do agree. I think there's so many keys, which is why this like I I, I can't even I can't believe we've been talking about this since January, and it's like they're really gonna play each other. Like uh, I don't know if I could handle this, but you know what I loved about the kid line recently last night. Phil Hedl's goal was not, like, cheeky, like his goals against the Flames where he was just steals the puck, breaks away, and scores, or, like, the face-off win goal against Toronto. He, like, they were whacking away at the puck. That's what's going to be important in the postseason. That's what Patrick Kane mentioned when he first came to New York. They got grit. They have grit. And that is a sign of maturity. I think what happened in the postseason was they were learning how to play with grit, and their skill kind of took over. I think what's going to happen coming into this postseason is even when they're not scoring, they're going to be a great checking line. But what makes them a dangerous checking line is how they get in on the forecheck. They're aggressive forecheckers, and I love it because they're also responsible defensively. Kako and Hedo are very good on defense. Okay. With that said, I'm going to go the opposite take. I think it's the first top six because when the Rangers play New Jersey – in what I think really Ranger fans were upset, and I understand why. I think because of that, they really overlooked the interference call in overtime. Like, I think people were already frustrated with Lafreniere's performance the, the games prior to that, that when that occurred, it almost seemed like it was his fault that he got interfered with in overtime. I thought it was a blatant call. Refs wild the whistle. You move forward. People that scored in that game as well, a Jimmy VC. Except, here's the other factor. The New York Rangers didn't have Vladimir Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, Harper, Mikola. You have a lot of new faces. You have Igor Shesterkin performing a lot better. And we're not saying by numbers. Like, I think something that Val Ketz stating often in post games is what I've personally seen in Igor 
I think everybody has. It's his technique is back. Like it's his form. It's not necessarily the numbers. Like, okay, maybe he surrendered two goals last night, but his form is back. Like he surrendered more. I think uh, Val Kitt was on a Sportsnet podcast and he mentioned last week, I saw one of the Ranger Twitter accounts tweet out a video where he mentioned that he's giving up goals that he didn't last year. But that's okay because if he's starting to round back into form, he's not going to have the historic season he had last season. But you don't have to worry about like a, a really poor goal in a tight game or Igor allowing four goals and you need to, you need to, you know, score a gazillion goals to win a game. But I do think that the top six is important because you would Julian Gauthier getting big minutes the last time they played in New Jersey, Jimmy VC getting big minutes last time they played in New Jersey. The lines were just not what they are now. You didn't have Tyler Mott in the bottom six. So even though that's not to my point, that is even in addition to your point, like now Tyler Mott's in there plugging away. I think what's going to be important though is Timo Meyer, Jack Hughes, and Andre Palat are going to bring their game. Jack Hughes always scores against us. Andre Palat always scored against New York. He killed us in the postseason. These are players that if you can't, sh- you're not going to 100% shut them down. You need your horses to go. That's Kreider. That's Zabanajad. That's the kid line. Yes. I mean, you need everybody on. But I think it comes down to Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko because we know Zabanajad probably will show up. We know Chris Kreider in some form will show up. We know the kid line will probably at least be checking. They may not be producing checking. The fourth line will be defensively responsible. The thing about Kane and Tarasenko is Tarasenko is great off the puck. And I think Patrick Kane's a wizard. I think it really comes down to if they break through. Like, will they be scoring goals? Will they be producing? I think that's what it comes down to. Love that take. I love it. I'll, I'll give you... You mentioned Shesterkin. I think the goaltending is also going to be key in this match, uh, in this game. I think that's the other matchup to take a look at. Uh, most likely will be Shesterkin versus Vanacek. If it's not, I'd be shocked. But most likely, it's got to be that. Um, and I think another big key to this game is we have home ice. Let's use that to our advantage. You know, let's use that to our advantage and let's get off to a fast start. Because if when the Devils get off to a fast start, that's going to put a lot of... If they get off to a fast start, it's going to put a lot of pressure on us. You know, defensively, that's going to put a lot of pressure on us. It's going to put more pressure on Shesterkin. And I could say that when, we are, when we're struggling, we're a team that when we're struggling and we're, we're not getting chances in, our, in the offensive zone, we struggle. You know, mm-hmm. we struggle big time. Uh, and the Devils could do a good job with that. Um, but I think if the Rangers could come out and get off to a fast start... <laughs> And I'm talking two goals in the first 10 minutes. I mean, that's just really, really, really such a big key and would really help this team for the Rangers. Uh, and it helps Shesterkin. It helps out the defense. It helps everybody. And it's going to shift the, the pressure back onto the Devils. Uh, I'm really excited, Chavs, but I'm also, you know, I'm I'm okay with this not having, you know, like, big stakes where where you know this is a playoff game you know what i mean and so i i'm okay i'm again i could wait i could wait for that you know uh, let's see how we do on thursday of course i want this 
Um, I want it, um, but I think it's also key to mention that the Devils do ha- will have a game in hand. They don't have it right now, but when the Rangers and the Devils finish the season, the Devils will have will play the last game before the Rangers. So that is important to note standing-wise. So that's why this game is so important to take if we're going to play the standings game. I think it's important, Chives, too, to note. I'm happy that we don't have to scoreboard watch. You know, we don't have to look, watch the games tonight and hope that the Islanders beat the Capitals or the Capitals beat the Islanders. Mm. I'm happy we don't have to do that because that's that's a pain in the butt. I remember a few years ago doing that. That is not fun. Yeah, and here's something, too, to add to that scoreboard watching. I recall when the Rangers had fate in their own hands. That was the COVID year, 2021. And they lost to the Islanders twice, and then the Tom Wilson game happened. Mm. You, Your hope, my hope, is that the team's grown since then. Like, you see right now, they've brought it up in the postgame, Sabanajad, Kane have. This is in their hands. So if they want home ice, they got to show up on tomorrow night. They have to. I agree. I agree, and that remains to be seen. Chives, I think that'll do us here for this episode. I cannot wait for tomorrow's game. I mean, that's going to be a good one. And not only that, but I believe we play on Friday night back-to-back as well. Playing, I, I believe we play Buffalo, I think. Yeah, I think um, they play Buffalo. This, I'm not sure if we're home. I think we might be back on the road. Um, but anyways, I mean, we played a good game against Buffalo last time. Um, and I think this is, this is, it will be good if the Rangers lose uh, to go back and get back out there on the ice to play again. But even if, if we could take two games in a row, I mean, I'm going to be riding sky high, Travis. I don't know about you. Big game. This is the biggest game of the season because we know that it's not the biggest game of the season. So we're going to stick with that. I my whole day is planned around it. I cannot wait. Alrighty, well this will wrap us up here for this episode on Puck Talk CS. I know we've been keep saying it, but we have been working on something, some enhancements to the website. So please, 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 please stay tuned. Subscribe if you're not. That's how you'll get the notification. Check us out on Spotify and, of course, on Instagram. I know that we don't have a podcast going on every single day, but we still be putting our thoughts out on our Twitter, PuckTalkCS, and on our Instagram. You could follow along there. We've been putting out content every single day, so please go check that out. Enjoy tomorrow night's game, and always remember, it's just the luck of the puck.